0: Welcome back to another ESL podcast. And today, oh my God, this is so important. The listening, understanding non-standard accents. You know, since living out here in Thailand, I, I had a tendency of, you know, speaking to a lot of different students from different backgrounds and they would always say, oh, I don't understand the Indian accent. I don't understand the Indian accent. I said, it's not that you don't understand, it's that you do not want to understand. Right? I've heard so many people before they say, Oh, I understand you because you speak very clearly. And I said, No, I speak with thought groups. That makes it sound like I'm speaking very clearly and fluently. However, there are a lot of people, example, personal development coach, I believe, Tony Robbins, he just goes like a machine gun. You, you ain't gonna understand a goddamn thing if you're a non-native English speaker. It's extremely difficult. So that's why it's important for you know, people to listen to the likes of Lisa Nichols because she slows it down and emphasizes. She's one of the most prolific speakers out there. On the other hand, there are a lot of people who are speakers who should not be speakers because they just speak too fast. And so in saying that, this isn't about pointing fingers and blame and whatnot. I'm just giving you examples. Um, So again, knowing that the fact that English is spoken worldwide, okay? Sometimes as a fir- you know first language, Western countries, or it could be spoken as a th- second or third language. So it's very important to deal with different accents and interact with different varieties of, of English. This is why, at the very beginning of launching my podcast, I said I want to bring every accent in the world on my podcast so people can get used to it. This is why I brought on the Indian, you know, Indian, Malaysian, uh, Jordan, Afghanistan. Egyptian, South African, uh, Irish. Irish was actually one of the most difficult accents. It's really funny. But me, I know how to listen with intent and listen for the content words. Uh, Australian, parts of England, right? Wales, Spain. Um, oh my God, the Bahamas, right? That was a very clear accent. Uh, the Brazilian. Peru! There are a number of different accents out there, right? And so it's very, very important uh, to get that exposure of different accents, watching different TV programs, media channels around the world, uh, because it provides you with different perspectives. And this is what I'm so grateful for, because me living out here in Thailand, I know a lot of my fellow Americans, uh, they've listened to me for, you know, quite some time. And they're probably interested because they're like, wow, well, he lives there. And I know he's exposed to a lot of different cultures. This is what I would love to learn about. Yeah, this is why I bring on the likes of Belgium and Norway and different accents. Because people need to listen to the different varieties of different countries out there. And so when listening to these accents, okay, we have to listen with intent. You have to practice identifying those key features of an accent. Right. So if you're going to a context where one accent is dominant, spend time familiarizing yourself with the accent before you arrive. See, that was the biggest problem that I had. Now, remember, social media wasn't the best back then. YouTube, back in 2011, there weren't like Australian YouTubers out there. But if I had practice, I wouldn't have had such difficulty uh, understanding Australian dentists while I worked in Footscray out there in Melbourne, Australia. You know, there were times where I just kept saying, what are you saying? What are you saying? Comodent, 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 Uh, You know, flowable composite. You know, in America, we say composite. But in Australian, they say composite. And I'm like, what? Composite, composite. And that's actually incorrect because you're supposed to say composite, right? But they say composite, composite, composite. There's no way that you would understand. You know what? I'm going to give you guys a story real quick, completely off topic. I said Peru, right? You guys heard me just say Peru. When I said Peru, I thought of my friend Veronica, who I brought onto the podcast. One and a half minutes later, and after not speaking to her for almost a year, I just got an email from her. This is how the law of attraction works. It is unbelievable. I'm going to have to like tune this out after I'm done doing this podcast. But she's like, hey, Veronica from San Antonio. I'm like, what? I was just speaking of you, and we haven't spoken in like a year. Oh my God, man! You know I just love the law. I love the universe. I love how it works. But nonetheless, guys, let's get back to it. In Australia, I'm not finding fault. They they stress different syllables. The the native speakers that I cannot understand whatsoever. Folks from Scotland, I don't know why they just don't open their mouths. I have to like listen to them like very very closely. Um, New Zealand, I often found it difficult. You know, I could be having a conversation with someone, and I understand about 70 to 80 percent of the words. Sometimes it would fall to 50 percent. Not all folks from New Zealand, but people who don't like opening their mouths. Uh, but Liverpool and Newcastle of England, I can't understand them to save my life. That is appalling English. I'm not I'm not pointing blame at you guys, but you just suck. All right, because if I don't understand you and I'm a native English speaker. Yo, I had friends, Nicole and her boyfriend. They were teachers. They got paid a hell of a lot more. Okay, well, let's just say for all other reasons that I will not talk about on here, but I didn't understand what they were saying, so why would you employ them? Obviously, for something that I'm not gonna talk about on here, but nonetheless, people. (laughs) We're gonna get into this again. That was my problem. When I went to Australia, I wasn't prepared it took me three months to acclimate, meaning to get used to, acclimate, get used to, right? And it was very frustrating for the first three months. You're like, Garcia, but you're American. Oh, believe me, you go to different parts of Australia, you're gonna be like, what did you just say to me? And that's in a defensive way. Like, oh, hold on, did you just say what you just, oh, oh, you said, oh, oh, I thought you said this. You see what I'm saying? We don't want no misunderstandings. (laughs) But anyways, in saying that, guys, it's important just to remember, okay? A variety. I'm talking a variety of different English, uh, and obviously vocabulary, and just familiarizing yourself with the accent before you arrive, right? So, and of course, the asking for clarification, uh, type of uh, questions and whatnot. So, nonetheless what we're going to do is you're going to have four people. We got a guy named Chris, a guy, a girl named Haley, a guy named Rashid, and a girl named Chandini. Okay. Now Chandini, that sounds like she's from India, but these are the different things that you're going to be listening to in this six minute audio. And then we will speak about it. Now the true false and stuff that's available on my website, uh, you know, the different topics and you know, the, extra work that you would like it's all on my website so you make sure you go over there but nonetheless guys let's dive into this audio hopefully it works
1: we know why we're here right you've all read the directive
2: sure chris but it doesn't make any kind of sense why change something that's working perfectly well for some system that's too complicated to even understand Am I alone in thinking that this is just
1: change for change's sake? No, come on, Haley. It's not that. (laughs) We have to keep ahead of the game. What works now isn't going to work in 5, 10, 15 years, right? We have to change or die. It's a cutthroat world out here in advertising.
2: Okay, you're making it sound a little bit Hollywood. We're just a small business, not Wall Street. But anyway, what can we actually change? Do you have any concrete ideas?
1: Yes, that's why we're having this meeting. I've been doing some research, looking at the competition, asking questions. So let's start the ball rolling. I think there are three main areas we can improve by updating our approach to technology, Uh, which are, well, first of all, why are we here? In this room, I mean, couldn't we be having this meeting from our offices using an online tool like Zoom? Mm. So the first one is communication. And not just here, but also meeting clients online.
2: Oh, come on. How's that going to work? You know as well as I do that clients want to meet face to face to feel that
1: someone actually cares about them.
2: I don't believe they'll want to give that up. Online meetings just don't work.
1: We can meet face to face too. It's just a question of deciding what needs to be done face to face and what can be done just as well online. Remember, too, that we can record online meetings, which is a lot easier than taking minutes. And we can go back over them and get closer to the customer needs. And off the record, it'll be a big time saver for everyone.
2: We'll be off home earlier. True, I suppose. But isn't the technology a little bit clumsy? When I've been in online meetings, there are always technical problems. I can see the client, but they can't see me, that kind of thing. It just never works like it's supposed to.
1: I do know what you're talking about, Haley. Yes, absolutely. We have to get the technology right. And we'll need proper training and support. If we'd known about this last year, we could have taken advantage of inviting Jackie to a few meetings before she got promoted. She is a real hot shot on technology. She knows all the software and... Excuse me, Chris.
3: If I may ask a question. Sorry, Rashid. What you're saying is really worrying me. I don't see how we can be giving presentations about our campaigns online. It just isn't feasible at all. I hear what you're saying, but I can't see how
1: it will actually work in practice. Chandini, you've put your finger on the main limitation of this. But as I said, we don't have to be rigid about using technology for every meeting. Presenting a new campaign would definitely have to be done in the old way, face to face, of course. Can I move on to the next thing? Sure, go ahead, Chris. Sorry to sound
3: negative, and sorry, Rashid, I shouldn't have interrupted you, but I feel very strongly about this. I don't believe in all these fashions and fads.
1: No, Chandidi, you don't sound negative at all. That's why we want to talk about it. We need your input. So anyway, the second big change will be in the way we store documents. The plan is to do away with paper completely. We're going to be a paperless office as far as possible. Anyone want to share your thoughts on this? Yes. To be honest, I can't believe I'm hearing this. One word comes to mind. Security. We all know how easy it is to hack into a computer system. Absolute discretion is key to our business. Once a competitor gets a glimpse of a proposed advertising campaign, we may as well throw it in the trash.
3: That's absolutely right, Rashid. How can we guarantee security if everything is going online? And I have all my files. I've spent the last two years improving my paper-based systems. You know how things accumulate. I wouldn't have bothered if I'd known we were going to get rid of all the paper and leave ourselves
1: vulnerable online. Look, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I can tell you that we'll be getting a very secure system. We're going to employ a company to advise us, but I do also know that we'll have to enforce very strict guidelines for everyone in terms of passwords and so on and will restrict access to the most sensitive information to a very few senior partners. As for the files, we can compile a list of things that we need to scan online and store the rest in a secure vault.
2: Okay, maybe you're right. But I have my doubts. We read about security breaches at the highest government level almost every day. So how are we going to protect ourselves? It will be impossible. Well, anyway, So Chris, what's the third thing? You said there were three.
1: Uh, Yes, this might be the most, let's say controversial of the new measures. Alex, uh, you know, Alex, the new head of infrastructure, has decided that we're going to move to tablets instead of laptops. Uh, She thinks that they'll present a more modern image to our clients.
3: I'm sorry, I'm completely lost for words. How can we do our work on a tablet? They're good for simple tasks and some fun. I know my children use one at home, but they simply aren't designed for sophisticated creative work.
1: (laughs) Don't worry, Chandini. You'll keep your desktop computer to do all your work on. It's just for when we meet clients, which as I said, we'll continue to do. Alex wants us to project a kind of Silicon Valley image, I guess. She thinks we come across as dated. And she also wants to change the way we dress more ties for the men, apparently. Well, that's one good thing. Anyway, I hate wearing a tie, especially in this weather back home. Nobody in advertising.
0: Ah, guys, we've actually heard, you know what? We've heard this one before. So if you have been listening to me, I still remember listening to this at one specific moment. Um, it was an afternoon. I was at work. This had to be November or October of last year, maybe even September. Um, But I remember this specific audio because I remember Chandini and how she reacted, and of course, this overall uh, the overall subject of this uh, audio. So, in saying that again, now you guys are like, okay. So, if you guys got some actionable steps, okay. If you want or if you want some actionable steps, if you're going to go to South America to a specific country, prepare yourself. If you're going to go to a specific country in Africa, prepare yourself. Europe, prepare yourself. If you're going to go to Japan, you must get used to that Japan, the Japanese English accent. I remember that I went to a currency exchange probably about three years ago at the airport. And I love this Japanese girl because she had such... You—it's it's weird because the currency exchange. She had an, a very, 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 very thick Japanese accent, but then at McDonald's, she's like, "Hello, how can I help you?" Just perfect English, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Because at, for the Japanese, she's like, "Oh, you want Singapore dollars?" You know, it, it was like a like the the the, the 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 rhythm, the rhythm. She had a Japanese rhythm with the English, so it's kind of like uh, with Chandini. She said. I am completely lost with what. No, what did she say? Creative. How can we be creative? You know what I mean? So she didn't say creative, such as how we say it in America. She said creative. So she said fifth in terms of that last syllable. But I understood everything. A lot of people would not understand everything. So guys, just practice listening to different accents. That's why Netflix is there. Lots of Italian, lots of Russian, lots of German, lots of Spanish. Uh, wonderful amounts of Japanese and Korean content on their Chinese. Just get used to it. There are times, and this is why I love, love all the Indian movies. I love the Indian movies. Why? Because at times they speak English. So sometimes they could just speak, they'd be speaking Punjabi and everything. And I'm like, okay, all right, back and forth. And then, boom, they just straight away just say a perfect English sentence. And I'm like, whoa. And then they go back, and I'm like, whoa. And then they go in, I'm like, whoa. So it's like back and forth. I just think that's just fascinating. So, guys, no excuses. With Netflix, you have the ability. So, I'm saying that. Let's get, let's hop to it. Guys, stay tuned for another ESL podcast. And thanks for tuning in to this one. I'm your host, of course, as always, over and out.